We have a peek into maybe what the Chicago Bears' plans are while Tevin Jenkins is out after seeing who started at what position on that offensive line in practice yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about a follow-up to the Tevin Jenkins injury. And are the Bears listed as the favorites to land Jonathan Taylor? Even though that's not going to happen. We're going to get into all that. Plus, which Bears are probably going to be cut first? All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys, more importantly, can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we have. With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, we're going to be talking about who, uh, what did the offensive line kind of look like with uh, Tevin Jenkins out. So, according to ESPN's Courtney Cronin, who did get roasted on yesterday's uh, Roast Part 3 by Barry. Shout out to Barry for, you know, providing just some fun, man. That's all that is. If any of the other creatives that saw that, uh, you know, I, I like that nobody got offended. Everybody kind of took it in stride and in fun, and that's what that was meant to be. Barry's hilarious, man. I just wanted to give that. But according to Courtney Cronin, um, Courtney Whitehair actually centered, uh, shifted to left guard with Tevin Jenkins out, and unfortunately, Lucas Patrick was back in as the, as the starting center in practice. And so, listen, this is what we kind of started off and tried to go with last season. And while yesterday I did put up a poll on the YouTube page asking who's going to get that starting position with Tevin Jenkins out, I asked if it was going to be Alex Leatherwood or uh, J. Tyree Carter. Uh, well, it seems like maybe Matt Eberflus and Luke Getz here going back to last year with you know, moving Cody Whitehair to guard, which we didn't get to see a lot of last season because he did injure his hand, and having Lucas Patrick start at the center. Now, I don't want like Lucas Patrick. I thought would absolutely be a cut candidate. Um, and again, I know he's a veteran, and as a depth piece, I'm not too down on him as as that because he's a veteran, things like that. But like, I want to see one of the young guys get an opportunity. Hearing the hearing the fact that uh, Lucas Patrick, since he's back at Patrick uh, practice, may go back to the starting center with Tevin Jenkins out. I do not want to see that at all. Like, that's just my personal opinion um, of it. it. So, you know, we'll end up seeing, man. It uh, looks like he was snapping uh, the ball throughout all the drills yesterday. Uh, like I said, I'm just not too high on that. I think we saw that Lucas Patrick isn't a solid center. Um, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I, I, I have my issues there. I'm not sure if everybody's going to, you know, agree with that or not. I would like to see one of the young guys in Tyree Carter or uh, or uh, Alex Leatherwood really get an opportunity there. We know Alex Leatherwood also has his issues, right? Neither one is, like, perfect uh, by any stretch of that. But, man, uh, I just really hope that that's not the case. Like, we we want to provide more protection. We want to do something different. And, you know, we still got Nate Davis who needs to come back and return and things like that. But maybe his, his addition and having Darnell right out there, that's enough change as well. But let me know what you guys think. Are you kind of like me? Are you a little bit down hearing that Lucas Patrick may go back to being – that starting center, and they may move Cody Whitehair to guard, especially why Cody Whitehair is also dealing with a hand injury and may not be able to snap the ball. I mean, I guess you, that's a way that you can keep uh, Cody Whitehair out there on the field, but uh, I'm I'm just not I'm not too high on it at all. That's just my personal opinion. I want to be honest with you guys. I want to be positive and put a spin on it, but I'm a little bit concerned. Is I guess what I'll what I'll say with it. I'm I'm a little bit concerned when it comes to that. But speaking of Tevin Jenkins and his injury, we do have an update. It looks like he has. Calf strains in both legs. Now, this comes from Adam Schefter, who reported that he has a calf strain in not one, but both uh, legs, and that is what's contributing. Now, with it being a calf strain, he can be out anywhere from two weeks 
to six weeks. And let's hope that it's the shorter end of the of this of the stick there, right? The shorter end of that spectrum and not not that it's, you know, the full six weeks. Now, I saw some of you guys' comments and even play, people saying, well, I'm not going to believe it. We're not. Maybe it's not. I have. They have no reason to lie about this injury. No reason at all. I don't see any how that benefits. I do think that there is an injury going on there, unfortunately. And we'll see what it ends up shaking out and being long term. But I just, I really, it's unfortunate for Tevin Jenkins, a player who has shown a lot of promise for the Chicago Bears. He has. Tevin Jenkins has shown promise for this team for quite a while, and we know what he could potentially be for this team. He was one of our best, if not the best offensive lineman last season, and to see him go through this, it sucks. And it's it's not good, right? And it's not something that we want to see for Tevin Jenkins or expected to see for, for him or from him, but unfortunately, it seems like, that's, like he could be out and miss extended time. And the Chicago Bears are going to have to find their own balance and find out a way to still have a offensive line that's going to be productive and be able to protect our quarterback. But it's a bad start for him as well. I know he's getting that injury-prone label and things like that. And while I want to defend it, realistically, I can't. Because, hey, Kevin Jenkins deals with a, a, a major injury every single year. And it's super unfortunate. I, like, it, it just is. But, you know, the Bears are going to have to try to figure it out. The Bears are going to have to figure it out, and hopefully, you know, we're able to keep the ship upright uh, and still protect Justin in between that time. And also, hopefully, just hopefully, he also isn't out as long as far as the high end of that spectrum because that's going to drastically change things for the Chicago Bears and Tevin Jenkins as well. Uh, you may have to start questioning some things there, so let's hope that he's able to come out of that and get back on the field as quick as possible. Now, we also have an update. According to DraftKings Sportsbook, the Bears have the second highest odds to trade for Jonathan Taylor uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, we have a trade history there as well. Uh, but I look at that and say, to me, right, to me, I I don't expect the Bears to, to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Now, you look at his contract, it's not too much, right? He, he's, uh, he has a base salary of only $4.3 million, but overall, it's, it gets up. It's a cap hit of $5.1 million, and he also has a bonus in that. So, you know, it is what it is there. He's going to get... He's gonna get a considerable amount of money, but you know when it comes down to it, while Jonathan Taylor is a productive player, right, and you can't look at that. Only 24 years old, extremely young. Uh, he had um, over a thousand yards in both his first two seasons. He only played 11 games last season, had 861 yards. But when you look at his two healthy seasons, 11 and 18 touchdowns in both those seasons, and he's been used pretty solidly in the passing game as well. But when it comes down to it, the way I look at it is just this, right. And this is nothing against Jonathan Taylor. This is just knowing my team. And the Chicago Bears are a team that are not going to pay. And I don't see Ryan Poles, personally, giving up assets to trade for a running back when we have a pretty solid running back. We have Khalil Herbert here. We have Roshan Johnson here as a young guy already in the wings. We have um, Dante Foreman here as the vet who we know where we can get something out of as well. I don't see the Chicago Bears giving up any assets to trade for Jonathan Taylor. I just personally don't see it happen. Could I be wrong in that? Absolutely, right? But, you know, I'm always going to leave that chance. But I just don't see it happening. I know this team pretty well. I don't see it happening. Vegas can list us, list the odds of whatever they want to. I'm not going to give any credit to it. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that that's even on the horizon or something that the Bears are looking at. If they're going to give up assets to acquire a player, I don't see it being a running back. I just don't see it being that. He can be listed as the favorite. All he wants, uh, and, and DraftKings to do that, shout out to them, but I just don't personally see it happen.
But, hey, let me know what you guys think. Now, before we go, I do want to talk about some players on the Chicago Bears that could be cut soon, right? Like, things are starting to wind down. Uh, we already know I'm not going to mention Kendall Verdor outside of this one comment because we already kind of know Kendall Verdor is on his way out. But outside of that, Tristan Ebner, uh, who's lost all groundwork that he's had in that on that running back depth chart, um, it really is going to come down to him and, tra- and uh, Travis Homer, which is something that we've already expected, right? Me, C-Dub, Bobby, we've already talked about that. But I think Tristan Ebner, even though is a young player, I think he's on his way out there personally. And we'll see if he ends up doing, going on the practice squad or something like that. With him being the, the, the youthful player he is and how he can be used in special teams, I think another team's going to pick him up. But I think his time as being a Chicago Bear is wrapping up. Um, so that's just my personal opinion. When you look at another one, Kendall Williamson as well, I think he's going to be a player that, you know, he was taken late in the draft. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, the Bears didn't have super, super high expectations on him either way. I do think he is going to be a practice squad candidate player. And if the, the Bears may take a look at that, but I, I don't expect him to really be on the Chicago Bears full-time roster when it's said and done. I think he's going to be cut. I think he's going to be cut, you know, in that, now, it's not even wave of cuts anymore. We just have a cut day. But he's going to be, don't be surprised if he's one of the first names announced as well. Um, as far as another one, Greg Stroman. I look at Greg Stroman and, you know, we'll see. Uh, he had a case to make it into the Bears roster. But when you look at just how everything's going, I don't think he's going to make it. I think you, you have stronger candidates at that position uh, that are going to make it. And I think when it comes down to it, I just don't think he makes it. I don't think Greg Stroman makes it. I think we have enough corners there, um, and I think that that's just what it is, especially when you look at a player like Macon Clark who's stepping up, uh, things like that. I, I don't think that uh, uh, that Greg Stroman is going to make the, the roster. I think he's going to be cut as well, and I think he's going to be cut, uh, be one of those first names cut as well. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. Uh, I already mentioned I'm not going to – I'm, I'm going to try not to roast Kendall Verdor for at least one episode. I'm going to try my best not to. So – uh, I don't think he's going to, you know, uh, the, the story's written out on, on on him. Another one, though, is Dylan Cole. Now, Dylan Cole is a player that we did sign in free agency, but I think when you look at the acquisitions that the Chicago Bears have made, even since acquiring him, uh, Mikael Walker is definitely going to make the roster, I think. I don't think that you're going to go with a player like Dylan Cole over Mikael uh, Walker, who is a player that started on another team, who you know what you can get from, can give you 100 tackles. I just don't see it happening. I think Mikel Walker is absolutely going to make the roster as well. But one of the players that I think has made it the most interesting overall is Micah Baskerville. I think that he, as a as an undrafted rookie, has absolutely made out and carved a role for himself on the Chicago Bears team. And I, I think he's definitely going to make that roster for the Chicago Bears personally. So I think, you know, Cole, especially the fact that, you know, he hasn't been healthy as well, he's definitely probably going to be on his way out. And I think you look at Baskerville and M- Mikael Walker, they're going to be the ones who make, make the roster. And with the injuries that we've already suffered and had players out um, in that linebacking core, I do think that the Chicago Bears are going to cover five, six linebackers on this roster. And I think that's going to be necessary just to kind of have a level of play that you can sustain if somebody does go down for a more longer-term injury or something like that. So I think those players are going to make it. Dylan Cole, I think, is on his way out. Another one is Dieter uh, Eastland. Like, I don't know how to really review Dieter. Like, he's been on the Chicago Bears roster since 2020, and he's, uh, you know, he's a Ryan Pace player. He's not a Ryan Poles player. And while I'm not one of those, you know, sports fans that go on the, he's not his guy. He didn't draft him, so that means he's not going to make the roster. But when you look at it, like, he, he's been passed up on the, on the, on the depth chart. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he missed a lot with with COVID and stuff like that, shutting things down for him. But 
I think overall, like, we've seen a lot of other players brought in at that guard position, bringing in Steinberg as well, right? Having Doug Kramer there. I think that those players have passed up Eastland uh, by far, and I do think that he's going to be a player that's cut by the Chicago Bears team when it's all said and done as well. And then lastly, while he had a great showing in the first preseason game, I think Travis Gibson may be back on the on the wire. Like, do not get me wrong. Like, Travis Gibson has something. and But I think when you look at Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, Terrell Lewis stepping up, right, it, it's going to come down to him and Dominique Robinson. And, you know, it, I really don't know how it's going to shake out. Travis has shown some things, right, especially in that first preseason game. It may come down to who's going to show the most. But Terrell Lewis, another young player, I think he may actually be younger than Travis Gibson, has shown and been better than Travis Gibson every step of the way since OTAs. He's looked better than Travis Gibson. So, you know, it's not hard to see how Travis Gibson could still absolutely make the Chicago Bears roster, but it may be hard for him when it's all said and done. Travis Lewis hasn't made it easy on him. Rasheem Green being here as well. Dominique Robinson, if they really look at him and, and you know, think they can coach something with him. But it may be hard for Travis Gibson. While, you know, that initial flash, especially in that first game, he showed so much, considering the contract situation surrounding him that's upcoming this offseason as well, it's not hard to see a scenario in which Travis Gibson does not make the Chicago Bears team. But, hey, maybe I'm off my rocker a little bit. You guys can let me know what you think on it all down below. As usual, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we have. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentralgmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I liked in every episode up, Shy Town up, Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.